Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Hunting for Purpose podcast. This is another episode with Taylor V, as you probably know by now. I I told you all I am going through, or if I haven't told you, I am going through connecting with my co-facilitators. See, we have studied together. We've been in groups together. We have led, um, co-facilitated some of the groups in 2.0 together and supported students together, but we really haven't had a ton of one-on-one conversations. And so in true one, three fashion, as we're about to go into 3.0, I need to like, wait, take it back to the basics and talk to my people. Like I need to understand them. I need to see what's going on underneath the surface and make sure like, are we solid? Are they solid? I know they're solid because I've experienced them, but how solid, what are they solid about? And that is the point of these episodes. So I hope that you're enjoying them. Um, if you haven't already, you'll want to listen to the one with Bailey and the one with Rachel. Um, and this one is with Ryan. So Ryan, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, thank started. you for having me. My my four line, my unconscious four line is really happy to get to connect one on one with you. Um, but yeah, I'm Ryan Spence. I've, like you said, I've enjoyed being a support teacher and connecting with you in a, in Holly's space and uh, integrating uh, the human design lessons and the manifestor lessons that we've that we've learned over the last couple of years and getting to teach it to other manifestors and coach them has just been truly an honor and getting to learn from, um, you know, all the sport teachers you mentioned as well has just been such a blessing this last year. Yeah, it has. It has been really, to me, I think it's been, it's deepened my learning in ways that I don't know that I would have anticipated. I think, you know, when we sign up for a course or a program, we expect to learn from the material itself, but I've, I've learned a lot from each of you just watching you know, all the different ways that manifestors can show up and be experienced. Um, and so I'm excited in particular to be talking to a male manifestor, uh, because I don't think that there are a lot of, um, voices in the human design space that are male, um, or male identifying, um, a manifestor. And on top of that, I think it's interesting. You have a two, four profile, which to some can feel very warm and and just kind of a contrast to like what we might consider, you know, this raw, let's put it like that. Like raw is, you know, the quintessential male manifestor. So I don't know. I, that's, that's kind of something that I see. How did, how does that even land with you? Cause that, that's just an instantaneous reflection. I don't know. Is that off-putting? What do you think? Um, you know, honestly, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, 
throughout my whole life, there's, I've almost always been on teams and in circles with around more females. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I've always kind of observed that, you know, like in the corporate setting and group settings, um, you know, especially now in, you know, this spirituality, esoteric yeah. world of, and human design, it's, it's just the same. So I, I ponder it myself, but um, I, I value it. I think part of it's maybe, you know, I do have a little bit more sensitive Pisces, uh, mm. you know, type of energy. Maybe that's what's, you know, connects with women a lot more in this space, but, you know, I really value being, uh, you know, male voice in the, you know, in the manifestor space and getting to be, you know, one of the, you know, the few within Holly's audience. And it's, it's always made me think, you know, what, you know, should I be, you know, leading manifestors. Maybe that's going to be one of my future creative urges is leading mm-hmm. the male manifestors that are kind of hiding in the bushes. I don't know their manifestors yet, but are waiting for yeah. the big, uh, you know, big empowerment that comes with being a manifestor. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, that's a really interesting thing to kind of sit with, right? Like what is, if all of our, dif- if all of our designs are differentiated and significant, you know, what what role will they play in the kind of the things that, that we show up at? Like, for example, I happen to be black and female, but I didn't necessarily get into this thinking, you know, I haven't seen a lot of black people in human design. That's not where this came from. This was totally a one, three situation. And yet when I look at kind of the impact, at least the way my world has changed since showing up and contributing to this community, I have connected with more black women manifestors. And that's not something that I would have come into this looking for. So I don't know, maybe you'll be, maybe you'll find that even just being on this episode kind of, and your openness and receptiveness to it kind of calls in your people, whoever they may be. Yeah. Yes. I encourage any male manifestors that want to connect, please, uh, please DM me on Instagram connect, uh, you know, if I, I mean, happy to that connect with women as well, but you know, if there's any, uh, brothers that need more brothers in the manifestor space, please reach out. Love it. Okay. Oh, wait, while they're there, tell them where. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. Ryan Spence Coaching on Instagram. So RyanSpenceCoaching.com. And then my Instagram is Ryan Spence Coaching, all one word. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes, guys. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. So, okay. Let's talk about um, your conscious son. And the reason why I want to talk about this, people, is because Ryan is a two-four splenic man- manifester, but this this conscious son of graciousness just creates a, what's the word? There is a butteriness about the way, like, Ryan is smooth. And I really think it could be this conscious son in gate 22, but I don't know much about gate 22 other than, you know, some of the high level stuff. You tell us, like, do you think that's why some people may experience you as kind of like buttery? smooth, warm. I don't know. What do you think? Well, first of all, love that description. <laughs> I haven't heard buttery, buttery, smooth and warm, maybe a little bit of warm, but I love that. And I'm also really hungry now. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the gate of, I, I call it the gate of grace, but you're right. It, the true gift from like the Gene Keys perspective is graciousness and the city is, mm. is grace. And I've really looked at it from the Gene Keys perspective for anybody that doesn't know Gene Keys, you know, it's a you know, supposedly an even more evolved version of human design or kind of the, I've heard of it as the feminine expression version of human design yeah. uh, that was developed, uh, I believe, uh, sometime in the 2000s by Richard Rudd. But anyways, uh, that system's all about contemplation. And as we've taught in, in, uh, within the, you know, Holly space within the MMC program, 
it's taken me over a year to really contemplate what does grace mean for me? I don't think of myself as graceful. I don't, mm. what about gracious? I, you know, I can see the word gracious, but you know, it's, it's an ever, it's ever evolving definition, mm. but the way I've been taking it in is saying that the way I think of the term grace is like, okay, you have, you have something that happens to you that is bad luck or, you know, it's like, oh, I got in this car accident, finding this grace of giving myself grace with any mistakes that I made, but mm-hmm. finding, finding ways to learn from this. What is the opportunity that I get out of this seemingly poor situation mm-hmm. and leading with grace? So yes, this bad thing happened to me. People can see it. Oh, Ryan should be embarrassed about this or Ryan should feel frustrated. No, I'm going to, I'm going to lead in a different direction. I'm going to lead with a different emotion. I'm going to lead with a more productive emotion to show that I'm embodying grace, that I'm embodying self-love, that there's a different way to do this than go in the autopilot, feel like a victim, feel frustrated mode. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot in particular because I happen to know you're a process coach with this defined Ajna situation. And so for those, you can tell them your background, but I'll just offer like, just when I think about the ability to walk someone through their process, to walk someone through like going from idea to the production of whatever their desire is or the experience that they want to have, like how integral is it that that the facilitator of that or the leader of that have, you know, capacity for grace in such a profound way. So what a, anyway. what a perfect question. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what a perfect question. You're so good at this. Uh, thank <laughs> you for asking that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to that point, I was just having this conversation with another coach yesterday. So part of my experience the last 10 years, well, last 18 years was in the corporate space, but the last 10 years was helping support businesses and teams with their processes. Mm. And so there's a technical side of knowing which you know, how to ask questions, how to use tools, how to use uh, data to make decisions. But there's this whole other side, which I love just as much of uh, the finesse, the how to deal with the people side, the, the bedside manner. And mm-hmm. that's where that grace really comes in, I believe. And as well as my coaching certification, it, it supports all that same thing is you can be really good on the technical side, but if you don't know how to uh, bring that to the people so that they, they can understand what they need and why they need it in a loving, graceful way, then it's really not going to land very well. You're going to have yeah. somebody as, you know, business owners like I, Ryan says, I need this, this process because it's going to do something. They're just not going to connect with it. They're not going to have their buy-in. And so you need that soft side to give the buy-in and help them along with that change because change is hard for people. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot because I agree with you. You know, I, as you know, I don't know if the audience altogether knows, but I work with people on their offers and really being able to articulate their values so they can sound like they want to get paid for you know the brilliance that they've been honing over years. And that process of getting to the place where you can speak with authority about something often requires change. Mm-hmm. You, if you come into it with a set of beliefs, you know that process of changing your mind about yourself or about your audience sometimes or about where there's value in what you do, you know. All of those are conceptual changes, obviously, but they are, you know, belief system changes or money, money perspective changes. Anyways, the point is I can identify with what you're saying about it does require a lot of grace. It does require a lot of, I think we, I think most people think it requires patience to work with people and to really create, you know, transformation, whether that's in their process or in, or in their business or whatever. But really I, I find what you're saying is, is 
probably even more precise, which is it requires a graciousness. It requires like space for them to be resistant and to make decisions or to take actions that aren't supportive of the result that they want and then be gracious with them about how do we bring it back home? How do we sell them? How do we, you know, hold space for them? So I really like that. That's really good. And I have to share, you know, a rough, uh, quote that I believe was Tony Robbins. And I use this quote in my wellness or my weight loss course too, was um, referring to change. And I might, I might butcher it. Cause I'm just, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but uh, change only happens when the pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same. Mm. So really what that quote is saying that it's, it's painful to change for us humans, but when we realize that, Oh, doing saying the same, is more painful. Okay. I'm ready to change. And so what we do is change agents, um, people that, you know, coaches and helping people with change is we make that, that changing a little bit easier so that, okay, now that change is a little bit easier. Okay. It's actually more painful to just stay the same and doing this, the Mm. doing things the same way. Now that we have this coach or we have this leader that's helping us understand why it's important for us to change. I love that. I love that. So think about that. Like if you're listening to this and you identify as a coach or a healer or, you know, some facilitator of some space that, you know, supports growth and change or even education, maybe like in, in this context or a purpose-driven business might be another way to say that or a mission-driven business, you are likely asking your clients to engage in a process and, and, and that process supports their change. So you're a change agent and what support do you have for that process? Do you have, have you thought about how you want to deliver that process in a way that um, is not just gracious to your clients, but gracious to you? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of support do you have in there? And I, I think that's a way that I I don't often hear people turn it back around, which is like, is the way that I'm going about this? Is the organizational level that I have? Are the, are the templates or the way that I'm just providing my services, is that gracious to me? Have I thought about that? Or am I asking myself to kind of act, you know, willy-nilly for the sake of the cause and and then suffering on the back end and and then calling it like fatigue and burnout? Well, it is, but it's not your clients that are creating it. You know, so I think that's a that is not the intention wasn't to do a plug there, but I think it is a plug for your work. You know, you tell us more. Am I on, am I on the right track here? Yeah, you're spot on. Thank you for leading right into that. Cause that's the whole reason why I've, I've gone into this niche. And I mean, I still do the wellness stuff. Like I, you know, talked about last year, but this is even more of a creative urge and that passion is, you know, I've seen where I've been burned out in my business Mm -hmm. and I've seen where these, these things that I'm doing are not gracious to me. They're not sustainable for me. And so that's, that's why I've chosen to support coaches and healers and purpose-driven business owners to help them love their business. Because we, we know when we love our business, it's going to be much more sustainable, you know, to do for several years or, or whatever, however long you want to do it, as opposed to doing it really hard for one year, not having these processes that are, that are gracious to us or things that just don't align with us. And then we quit after you know, one, two, three years after all the time and money investment we did, people need our gifts. All, all of us coaches, healers, and, and business owners, they need our gifts, but it's on us to make sure we do it in a way that supports our life, you know, in the way that we want to be supported. And that's yeah. what I help people do. I use that, that softer side to, you know, help really get out of people. What is it? Why are you doing this business? Why, why is this, um, 
you know, this service you're offering, why is that important to you? Why is it important to other people? Really digging into that root cause, that why of everything. And then once we figure that out, then we, then we do the, 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 probably the boring, the technical side of, okay, let's figure out what that process looks like and make sure it's simple and sustainable for you. Gotcha. So what would be an example of a process or a template or a guide or whatever that, you know, maybe is undervalued, but is rather essential for someone who let's say really wants to, I don't know, serve moms or something like how would let, why don't we just do it like this? Take me, for example, what would be, I, you know, I'm in it because I want to help people create value from their offers. I, you know, love working with them. I'm, I'm preparing to get out a group program experience where that's what we do. We obsess over what you do so that you experience offer obsession. You can talk about it like it matters. Um, what are some of the processes that would be good for me to look into or some of the templates, like based on what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so one that I actually created for another manifester in our Facebook community, um, was a content organization sheet. And Ah. so this is something that we just hopped on a call for one hour and, um, we created a special content organization sheet to where it's like, okay, well, you know, she has a podcast, she has uh, multiple, um, social media platforms that she posts on and pretty typical with a lot of us that were on social media. And I, I know you are as well is yeah. figuring out, okay, well, I want to post this on Instagram and then I need to, you know, post this on like LinkedIn and then Facebook. And then, you know, I want to utilize this on my podcast. We mm-hmm. hopped on for an hour. She wasn't even expecting it. It's like, okay, I, I would like something like this. Okay. Hop on for an hour. Okay. Let's build exactly what you need. And, be done with it. And so then from that template that I created just for her, she was able to make even more tweaks as she came up with more ideas, but that's something that I'm able to repurpose as well to, to share with other manifestors or anybody that really wants to organize their content, because that's one of the big complaints. Um, I've, I, you know, I've even experienced that myself, uh, within my business, but with, uh, you know, other newer coaches, new business owners that want to use social media, it just feels really overwhelming to be like, okay, well, I want to be on all these platforms. So, okay, did I post this here? When should I post it here? This is just a really good way to, uh, you know, take that anxiety, all those thoughts out of your brain, put it on paper. Like, okay. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a really good example, especially if you, if you're a manifester or really a non-sacral being is like just the act of getting the content out, like taking something that, you know, is unseen and making it manifest is energy output in a way that, you know, is taxing for, for us. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to exclude generators completely. Like I'm sure their creation process is taxing for them too, but as a non-sacral being, if the obstacle to get it out is additionally draining, like if it's hard, I think of this might be a weird metaphor. Go with me, people. If you live, you know, in the States, we have, you know, major highways and, and then some people live way off of the major highway. I'm sure that's true for many countries. Anyways, if you live way off of the highway and it takes you an hour to get to the main road, just to a main road, you might be very much less likely to get or to go to a, you know, a major city, if it even just takes you a really long time, or it's really hard to get to just the main form of transportation that would connect you to the, you know, major point. So when I think about that in the context of like social media, I have a bunch of right air variables, y'all. So just hang with me here. I'm going, I'm going <laughs> to land this plane. Um, when I think about like social media, some of us want to get into the hub 
Instagram, or we want to be in the hub of podcasting or in the hub of TikTok. But we are a far cry from the main highway. And that might be the, our pr- production process or our promotion schedule or, or having some sort of organization. And I think what I hear in this metaphor, Ryan doing is saying like, let me help you build a highway. Like, let me pave some roads for you so that the distance you are now to where you want to be is just an easier trek. Doesn't mean you're not going to have to work. But some of what you're attributing to, well, social media is just hard and I just don't like being on social media. It has nothing to do with social media. It has to do with the journey that you're taking to get there is just not well paved. That's beautifully said. Wow. That's poetic. Yes. Took me a minute, (laughs) but I got there, folks. Way to channel that in there. (laughs) I know. I was like, I'm coming for you. Okay. You know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned this last year or last two years in business is there's more than one way to have a business. And so to that point, I've you know, the, these programs that are like, oh yeah, have your six figure business, you know, make these 10 K months, all that. There's some, you know, maybe some useful knowledge out of it, but the best business is the one that works for you and that you have somebody to help you there, build your own highways. I'm going to use that. I love that so much, but build your own highways that just make it sustainable and easy for you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So what I find really fascinating though, is that when we look at your chart though, when I compare your definition to your openness, like you have just enough definition to be paving highways, but you have a lot of openness that that I think, you know, makes, creates a spaciousness for your clients, like mm-hmm. between your open head and, and G-Center and emotional center and sacral center. But like, how does that experience, how does it feel for you to have the openness that you have? I, I think it plays into your work. What do you, you tell me? Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think... Uh... I, that's a really great observation. I hadn't thought about that, but it makes so much sense now. I mean, having five defined centers and then four open. I mean, I, I really am very pulled to be that person that has that perfect balance of, you know, the, if the opens like the feminine energy and the defines the masculine energy, at least the way I, I think of it, having that balance of like the love and the logic. Yeah. Giving, giving people the love, but then having the skills and the logic to say, okay, well, let's do this on the technical side, which most people are, you know, some people, I shouldn't say most people, some people are a little bit more logic brain. Some people are more, uh, you know, feminine expression, surrender, you know, open acceptance brain. I've got Mm -hmm. that pretty close to a 50, 50 balance of it. So, and it goes to like when leading projects again, is you can be really good on the, the fine, the logic side, all mm-hmm. that. But if you don't have the, you know, the feminine uh, expression and the openness or, you know, vice versa, if you have the openness, but you don't have the, the tools, I mean, it just doesn't work as well. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think that's an interesting contrast. And, and the fact that three out of your four variables are right facing, like mm-hmm. super, super receptive, passive, you know, openness to things, openness to ideas, except in the perspective variable, which I think (laughs) makes perfect sense for this, for this work, because, you know, right around the time where we need someone to like, bring it on in, like, okay, we've all been hanging out together and it's been great. You know, we've taken it and we haven't had, you know, kind of an agenda about everything. Okay. Now let's, let's get some, some specificity here. Let's narrow it down a little bit. What is the point? What is the objective? Not, not what is the outcome, but like, how do we need to shape this so that we land wherever you want? And exactly. I think, I think your, your design just complements it lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think to that point, and anybody that reaches out to me on Instagram or by email or whatever, like you can just come to me and say, what, even if you think you have a result that you want to have, because this just goes really well with what you said. If you think, oh, I want to have this result or have this problem. I have the skill set to ask the right questions that really figure out what is the real solution for you. So often we think we have the solution, you know, you know, like for example, just with coaching, you know, I'll have people come up to me and say, yeah, I really need like in my wellness space, I really need you to give me this exercise routine so I can lose this weight. Well, Mm -hmm. that's where I would, okay, dig in and really figure out, well, why it turned out what we really needed to do is really dig into the guilt that he had and reduce his stressors. And then he naturally lost uh, 15 pounds over three months without me giving him any, any, uh, exercises or, or nutrition things, telling him what to do. So I know that's really to the wellness and less on business process, but it's still kind of the same thing as really figuring out why do you think this is the solution or why is this a problem? And mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I'm specially trained to do is really dig into what is that true problem. And then we, we go from there and then build that, build the highway, like you said, or build the right solution for it. Nice. So talk to me about how you transitioned. Like, how did you go from, because when we first met, you were in completely wellness and Mm -hmm. through the evolution, you've included process. Like talk to us a little bit about that journey for you and how you got here. Yeah. Well, fortunately, thanks to all the Holly's offerings too, that have really helped like with, uh, um, you know, it was a little late to the pivot party, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, because we had the, the pivot offering around middle of last year, but um, that helped prepare me to be okay with pivoting mm-hmm. now. So just a little bit of background. I'm really passionate about wellness and weight loss. I lost my hundred. I mean, you can listen to the old episode that I had, I think, uh, May, 2021 or around that time. Um, you know, really passionate about wellness and I'm still passionate about wellness, but I've gotten to the point where I'm tired of informing on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm even more, I'm really leaning into my creative urge. Thanks to, uh, you know, all the learnings of being a manifester and learnings from Holly about, Hey, if we're working on our creative urge, that's going to be a lot more sustainable in the long run than working from our brain and our ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I was seeing that where, okay, I'm in the wellness space. I'm, I'm kind of coming from a place of ideas more than creative urges. So that made me realize, okay, let's, let's experiment with this now. Let's experiment with going towards my creative urge, my two profile, uh, you know, thinking about, Hey, I really love solving problems for people. And I really love seeing it from a process angle as well. So it's like, okay, I'm going to experiment with this. This is going to, knowing that energy in our business sells, I'm even more excited about solving problems and, and helping people with their process. So that's where I'm like, okay, because I can see my passion for this, I owe it to myself and to the world that I hopefully I get to continue to serve and to those coaches and healers that I get to serve, I owe it to them to experiment with this creative urge and, mm. and, um, you know, help, help others through that Avenue, as opposed to the wellness. Yeah. How has, how has the experience been since you've kind of opened up to this? It's been good. It's, uh, you know, there's still lots of warning with it. It's not like, mm you know, still as easy of, Oh, this is a creative urge. Boom. Thousands of people come to you. But <laughs> that is not true folks. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, yeah, that's exactly how it works is what I mean. It doesn't, they don't just come. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's still seeing, seeing my passion. It's, it's more, it's lighter. It's lighter now mm. than it was maybe the last year. Cause again, being in my head and thinking, okay, well, I have this idea. This is, this will bring some more people to the wellness space. This, you know, I, and hearing the shoulds and the like, oh, I, you know, should offer this class a third time, all that. 
this is just more freeing to do, to really just nerd out on, you know, my passion. Mm. And, you know, I know it's one of the main things I've been meant to do is to help people solve problems. People problems or process problems, you know, help, help them do that is just so fun and they can feel my energy for it. But when I, when I talk to them, they're like, man, I'm, they, they get excited about processes and most people don't get excited about thinking about processes or problems. Yeah. I like it. I like that. I like the evolution of that. And I think it's really important. Um, I wonder, I wonder how other two lines, so if you're a two line and you're listening to this, how you resonate with that, because, you know, Ryan talked about kind of being, you know, focused on wellness. And that was kind of where his interest was and he was consumed with it. And then it no longer interested him. And so then he kind of switched gears. And part of that was, you know, education and learning and growing and changing, but now this has interest or it always has had interest, but maybe this is a different facet of it. And the lot, the spotlight is now on this area of his life. And it doesn't diminish the investment that he's made in wellness or weight loss, or even his expertise there. So I'm, I'm curious if you're a two line and you kind of maybe appreciate even hearing just the graciousness of his story, like the benefit of hearing a story where it doesn't have to be this negative thing, like weight loss doesn't make money. And I was sold it. Like, it doesn't have to be this horrible thing. It could just be, this is no longer what holds me or what has my attention for this season. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a horror story about things. So I, I really like the way you narrate that journey um, from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, I will admit it was, it was tough and it was scary to, to think about pivoting. You know, I've, mm. you know, I still talk to people that think of me as the wellness guy and, you know, you, sometimes you can see confusion on people's face. Like, oh, you're doing process coaching. Well, what, one, what the hell is process coaching? And, mm-hmm. and two, aren't you doing wellness stuff? You know, it can be, it can be triggering a little bit scary, but you know, when you lead with your energy and your, your passion, then people quickly are like, oh yeah, okay. I can see you're really passionate about this. This makes a lot of sense that you'd be doing this. So, you know, I just encourage people to, you know, honor their, honor their fears that they have and, and listen to it, feel into it, journal about it, get it out, but really think about what's going to make you happier in the long run, or, you know, what's going to honor your creative urge to, um, you know, put yourself out there with, with your gifts. Cause the world needs those gifts. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that. A lot. I, I especially like um, earlier you said, you know, people, people come to me with what they think they need and, you know, you have the capacity to, to kind of explore that with them so that they can even refine that down even further to something that is actionable. That is that we can build a process around. I think it's the same way with um, creative urges. It's, we, we think we know what it's going to be like to get one and to execute one. And we think we know what it's like to like make all of these life decisions based on being a manifester, but to some degree, like you're going to come to it with, okay, I'm going to be in wellness. Or in my case, I'm going to coach on relationships. And then, you know, life is a way of volleying back and forth with us, refining, refining our ideas down a little bit more and then saying, well, do you want to do it in a way that's aligned? Do you want to do it in a way that feels easeful and you know, that may look different than what you initially thought about, but I hope that this episode um, shows you that you can be gracious for that process. Like you, it, nothing has gone wrong. That is part of the process. If, if we had a professional stare, you know, watching this all play out, they would say, this is how it works. You come in with an idea and then we refine it. And so if that's, what's happening in your life right now, I just, I don't know the vibe for me for this off for this episode is just like, 
be gracious to yourself for the process, for what's happening. And, you know, sometimes graciousness looks like hiring a process coach to facilitate that process for you. And if that's the case, well, you heard it here, folks. Links are in the show notes. Ryan, is there anything else that you want them to know before we go? Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, that beautiful outro, that was so beautiful. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. yes, please reach out to me. I love connecting my four line loves to connect with, uh, you know, any manifestors, any two fours, mm. uh, men, women, whoever, but, you know, please feel free to reach out. I just love connecting with other people. Um, yeah, the, as far as my offerings right now, I mean, I, I provide, I have some freebie templates on my Instagram profile as well. Nice. Um, I, you know, Basically, we, we talk and we figure out, well, what is that r- true problem that you want to solve? And then we figure out what's the right way to do it. Is it, you know, giving, giving you one of my templates I already have? Is it uh, creating a template just for you? Mm. Is it doing kind of some more formal, bigger process coaching uh, slash consulting, whatever it is. So if you don't know what you need, just feel free to reach out. And we'll, we'll just have a conversation and figure out what's wor- what works best for you. Yeah. I love that. I love just because I have a defined ego and I feel like I have to tell everybody so they don't miss the gems when somebody says them. What he just said is that over the course of your business on the way to success, when you, when you're making and you have all of the results that you want ever, you will have created a business that is custom fit to you. And what he's saying is if you work with him now, we can start with the customizations now, but that's really all we're all working towards. All of us want to make money in a way that we love. We want to help people in a way that feels aligned and supportive and doesn't drain us. And that is an individual process. It's part of the reason why human design is such a powerful tool for that. And so give yourself the grace, give yourself the gift of support in the process. Start now. You don't have to wait till you've achieved the thing to have custom. You can have it now. That's all folks. See you later, Ryan. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.